reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome wrestling fans. Thank you for tuning in. This is a jam-packed show. I know we got AW Dark on, WWE NXT is coming on tonight in another hour or two. Doesn't matter. Preston's got to get the show in for you. Acknowledge me, okay? You listen to a lot of idiots out there. I don't know where you guys are going with your stuff, but here's the real deal. You're listening to the man, not the dumbass and the 12 dwarfs. You know what I'm saying? You're listening to the real deal here, okay? You don't need any of the other crap. You need it raw and real and factual. How about that? How about throw that in the mix? So let's talk about what we're going to hit today. First, I'm going to bring you WWE Clash at the Castle results, reactions, kind of give you what I think about everything there. Then WWE NXT Worlds Collide. I got some UFC to talk about. Not going to talk about every match from this past weekend in UFC. But I will hit on a few of the bigger matches that actually matter. That that mean something going down the road. Then, kind of just to wrap it up, I'll gloss over what happened on Raw last night. And that's the show, folks. That's all you get today. And that's more than enough, honestly. If someone told me I was getting all that, I'd be, it's another Christmas. So, here is WWE Clash at the Castle. It's time, folks. Let's go. Run it up. Big deal time. Madcap Moss and the Street Profits versus Austin Theory in the Alpha Academy. And you really have one team that's a little bit like better in in like so many more ways than Madcap Moss and the Street Profits. But that's an that's an interesting matchup. Didn't last long. Um the Street Profits, you know, seems like they'll take a lot of losses, but when it comes to, you know, a big main event like this, they don't not a main event, but like a big event. They they don't lose as much there. So Street Profits do their thing. I like how they looked. You know, they're they put in a lot of good work. You know, and Austin Theory continues to grow in this business. The Alpha Academy and Austin Theory should, like, team up at this point because the Alpha Academy is looking like slim pickings, man. It was like two guys. How are you the Alpha Academy with two guys? So it's weird. Um, Madcap Moss, they're keeping him involved. They got to find some something new for him, though. I'll tell you that right now. Um we move on because Madcap Moss, the Street Profits, they beat Theory in the Alpha Academy. Didn't it wasn't hard? Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eo Sky defeat the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. Great match, a lot of fun, a lot of chaos, a lot of controversy in the ring. Uh, Bianca Belair, one once in a lifetime athlete, once in a lifetime. It's going to be hard to ever get another talent like that. It's just going to be hard to ever find another talent like that. And um, so enjoy Bianca Belair. Like everything she does is it turns to gold. You know, whatever she touches turns to gold. That's that's her. She's really good. Bailey, 
looked great. Like, didn't Bailey look good to you out there? I mean, she, to me, she looked great. She looked like she was uh, finding momentum. Her, she was landing her moves. She was rolling, scrambling well. Everything was going good for her. Dakota Kai and EO Sky, those two have been putting in work for years on the circuit. And uh, here they are starting to pay, pay dividends for them. It's a lot funner being the baby, being baby faces and being the good guy anyways in the business. Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. And, you know, for Gunther and Imperium now being kind of bag of the mix and everything, it's a little bit kind of like selfish to take the belt away from him. So I could understand why Sheamus didn't win, but had a great match. I mean, they, they they really gave it all. And then there was, like, something special there at the end when, like, Sheamus was, like, hanging out in the ring. And, like, all the fans are cheering him on. And, you know, he lost, but it felt like a win. And sometimes that's how the business is, man. Sometimes you lose, but that loss is, it's a win because wins are hard to come by. So you start, you know, sometimes you, you just have to take what you can get. And Sheamus did good. He did good in that match. Duh. The the script and the story for for how they have that laid out is working. It's, it's going good. With Gunther, it's going good for the Intercontinental Championship. Like to have a an actual Intercontinental Champion is that's good. That's good for the for the business and the belt. Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler uh, for SmackDown Women's Championship. What do you have to say here? Shayna Baszler, the better wrestler. Liv Morgan, like, better to look at? I mean, what what are we really, like, like we're comparing and contrasting two separate things here. Like, Shayna Baszler's way more talented. But Liv Morgan put in work, paid her dues, and she's reaping the rewards of that. And she had a, t- a, a terrible gig for a minute there. So, this is like a springboard to... To grace for her and for Shayna Baszler it's not a fall from grace for her because she's already playing the heel character and a lot of the fans get behind her and people really I don't know people really don't acknowledge that fact I think that Shayna Baszler is really popular and it's how she ended up getting this match because the fans you know the fans are going to carry the the superstars one way or another but Liv Morgan and I don't you know don't like come down too hard on me because of it. I mean, you can't. I don't care. But uh, Liv Morgan, it's too early for her to lose the belt because they still are building her character. You know, Gunther, different story, different scenario. We know who he is. He's actually been around, came back. You know what I mean? And they kind of rebranded him and did a rebrand on him. But with Liv Morgan, it's like you were just like on a like leech and collar, and all of a sudden now, boom, champion. You know what I mean? So, feels like it's like really, really advancing for her. And being the champion, she's going to be taking all types of challenges now going forward. But it was just too early for her to lose the belt. It really was. Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. Dominic Mysterio, you know... What, do you, what can you say? We could, And this will follow up to Raw, honestly. And he turns heel, man. You know, he turns heel. Who would have saw it coming? 
but they needed something. The Judgment Day needed something, man, because because it's it, it was getting a little stale. And that's not a knock on them. But Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley, individually, they're all very skilled. But in a group together, we're, I'm not seeing how that is working. Unless it's just like they're just showing up and just like fucking shit up. Like, that's kind of what they do. So, Rhea Ripley's not going to wrestle the guys. So, they need Dominic Mysterio. They need the third guy, the third kind of wheel in there to kind of make this work. So, she can keep managing and being the one that kind of takes out the other chick on the other side and that kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, if, if, if they were going to play it the right way, they just create an intramural belt. Man versus woman. Do some type of weight class thing. And then there you go. You know what I'm saying? Bam, you got a brand new belt. You got something where women can compete against the men. And it's entertaining and it's funny. Um, But I don't know if they're ever going to get to that point. I could see WWE getting to that point. Other businesses? No. No, probably not. But I could see the WWE getting to that point. You already got the guys painting their nails. Come on now. Come on now. Lay lay it on them now. You already got the guys painting their nails. They already wear girl clothes. Right? These superstars come out here dressed in in lipstick and lace sometimes. Look at Seth Rollins, man. He comes out there wearing drag half the time. I mean, let's be real. Like, let's keep it real. Let's keep it a buck fifty. Like, I could see the intramural belt being a real thing. Hell, they'll probably call it the LGBTQ+. Uh, exclamation point belt you know what I mean so I could see that all happening uh, but to focus on Edge and Rey Mysterio you know a lot of people don't remember they worked together a long long time ago you probably weren't even alive some of you listening to this you probably weren't even alive when they were working together a long time ago and they were good man and Ray hasn't really lost a step Edge I'm not going to say Edge lost a step because that, that'd be like kind of mean I'm going to say more of he just He's just a vintage-looking edge now. He's got he's got that vintage look to him, which is good. I mean, it works, you know, and everything. He's doing good. Nothing wrong with it. Um, but him and Rey Mysterio beat the Judgment Day, and that was good. I liked that. That felt good for them to get that out of the way. So let's talk about Seth Rollins because I'm a big Seth Rollins fan because I think he's I actually think he's a good wrestler. He doesn't rely on the same moves. He's a good showman. He gets the crowd involved. So Seth freaking Rollins versus Matt Riddle. And, you know, that one was hard for people to pick, I feel like, because they went for some cheap heat. Seth Rollins talking about Riddle losing his kid and his wife don't want to see his bitch ass and all this stuff. I mean, it felt like they were going a little bit cheap there. So I thought, okay, well, Matt Riddle's got to get something out of this. Like, he's got to get a win. He's got to do some damage here and he sort of did the damage part like yeah realistically he did but Seth Rollins and let's just let's keep it a buck 50 man like Seth Rollins is not gonna lose to guys like Matt Riddle and if he does that's a one-off scenario but also you know WWE you know, you you talent people, you need, and then you you vice president of operations and all you other people get some get some records up to their name, get some records up to these people's names instead of just bringing them out like a like a carnival. You know what I mean? Like 
bring some validity to the matches. Like at least AW, you at least know, okay, this guy's 13 and 6. Uh, this guy's 6 and 15. Obviously, he's going to need a win. You know what I mean? Let us see something when they come down to the ring and make it feel like a wrestling match instead of just, oh, okay, here they are. They've done a couple of things. They had a belt here, had a belt there. You know what I mean? Like, let's see the record. Show when they're winning and losing and uh, put some validity behind this. It's time. It's, it's the past time. Triple H, get on top of it, bud. Let's go to the last match. Best match. It's the best match. It was the last match. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Everybody felt like it was time to move on from Roman Reigns. I felt like it. I still feel like it. Um, but you know what? I've never been a big Roman fan to begin with. Like from the day he showed up, I was not really a fan of his. Um, why? Why you would ask me? I would say because he was just arrogant from the first day, and uh, he had a certain reference that kind of got him past a lot of people. And I'll say it. You know what I mean? His cousin. So. Yeah, that, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Sometimes it's who you know. And not to take away anything he's done or the work he's put in or what he's been through. It's all hellacious and hard and I respect him. It doesn't mean I have to like him. It doesn't mean that at all. Uh, so Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is bigger than Roman, number one. Like bigger. Like There's a difference. You notice a, a difference in there. Drew McIntyre is very active, man. He's on the bump, raw talk. He's going everywhere trying to, you know, sell it. I didn't see Roman doing any of that. Roman talked Tyson Fury. Cool. That was the biggest promo promo he ran. Like, Drew McIntyre was everywhere. Then they just eh, put Roman Reigns back over McIntyre in front of McIntyre's home. You know, they had a little controversy. Tyson Fury knocked... Tyson Fury knocked out Austin Theory. You know what I'm saying? A little joke there they played. So that was funny. But let's be real. Let's let's be super, super real. It's time for Roman to lose a belt. Like, it's time. Because these other guys in the business, like, I hear people complaining about AEW, like, some guys over there, you know, when their contract's up, they, they're ready to go. And, what, come to WWE and never get to hold a belt and just be... A stand-in, fill-in. I mean, if that's what you want to do, more power to you. But it's good to have some ambition behind that. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going to come here and, and, you know, I know it's going to be hard to get the opportunity. But if I keep working, I'm going to get the opportunity. Yes and no. Yes and no. There's a lot of guys who aren't getting the opportunity and they kind of do deserve it. And they're stuck in a gig that they just got to kind of make it work. So, you know, be careful where you go out there, wrestlers. Be careful where you end up because you may be walking into a situation that is kind of a little bit of a rug pull. So be careful. Be careful. And uh, when I come back, we're going to talk about WWE NXT Worlds Collide. Um, We'll talk a little bit about Raw. Then I'll hit you with the UFC uh, highlights. And uh, we'll we'll go over those. Talk about kind of who did what, who, who was where and and where are um, going forward this weekend? Who do I like? Throw that at you too. Be right back. We are back, wrestling fans, sports fans, and fanatics. Now, let's focus in on something really cool. Let's focus in on WWE, NXT Worlds Collide, the best from America. 
uh, up and comers versus the best up and comers from the uh, UK. And, uh, you know, NXT UK is going away. They're going to rebrand that as NXT Europe. And uh, that's coming soon. So there's going to be a big crossover right now of guys flooding in, women and men flooding into NXT um, 2.0. So you have a really good match, okay? Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet to kick off the, the big card, right? Carmelo Hayes, super talented, super underrated. No one talks about him. No one talks about him. He's not talked about. Go look, see who's talking about him. Nobody. I'm talking about him. Ricochet has been around for quite a while, but this was a good match. Number one, they didn't build this match up like we we knew this was going to be the big deal. They this kind of match was just kind of made up. Boom, put in the works, put in the blender. Let's see what comes out. And it it really was good. Two high flyers, two guys that are quick, um, good speed, good athleticism. Um, and then you got Trick Williams on the outside, you know, kind of interfering, kind of being that that thorn in the Achilles heel of Ricochet that kind of took him off his game and just put that little bit of doubt in his head enough for Carmelo Hayes to get out of here with the win. And it was a big win for him. Huge to kick off the card. I really enjoyed it. I will say that I gave um, Clash at the Castle a four star grade, four star out of five star. That's how I get my grades, do my ratings that way. Four out of five stars on uh, Clash at the Castle. I'll tell you that at the end of this one what I think about NXT Worlds Collide. Now, we move on pretty deadly. First, the Creed Brothers um, versus Gallus and Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen um, to become NXT Take Team Champions. Now, you kind of have a big mix here of different activities going on different things going on inside this ring with so many people so it it did have its moments uh all hell was breaking loose for most of the match pretty deadly was doing really well pretty deadly was doing really well the creed brothers really uh showed another level to their game I'll tell you who really I was impressed with. I was really impressed with Julius Creed. He did a move at one point in the match. Okay. And he had the guy held up upside down. He got down to a knee. Then he came back up with him. Boom. Suplex. That was impressive. He showed some next level strength. Um, This match had a lot of grit in it pretty deadly showed that they are pretty deadly you know and that was kind of something that I really picked up on I didn't really buy into their characters as much this kind of changed my mind about them a little bit um but the Creed Brothers I still think are the the team to beat there um in NXT but I do I like how it all played out I, I like how it all played out pretty deadly did win they're the new unified NXT champions it, after all the chaos really settled in and the Creed brothers end up getting turned on, then that's that's kind of the end of it. You know what I mean? It, there was there was kind of no other way to go about it. So it ended the way kind of maybe some people thought I didn't necessarily see it going that way, but I wasn't too surprised. I wasn't really shocked. I was more like, that's good for pretty deadly because I'm going to be honest with you. They're the only... UK people on the card to actually win 
in the event. They're the only people from the UK that actually came over and won in, in the whole night. And I didn't even think that was going to happen. I thought it was just going to be a clean sweep for USA. But no, they did give Pretty Deadly a, a chance. And I think they did that because Pretty Deadly came over a lot earlier than a lot of the other guys from and women from NXT UK. So now you have Pretty Deadly who can assert themselves a little bit more while these other teams and people start to kind of flood in and file in, you know, single file and everything. So I got to say that that match really was a good match and it went on for a while before you really seen kind of how it was going to play out like okay something's got to happen here this is going too long like something's going to take place and it did and pretty deadly end up escaping with the win so they're saying that nxt is the Braun breaker and mandy rose show and that would be accurate like that's pretty accurate. there's a lot of people but it's pretty accurate because mandy rose fights Maiko satamora and blair davenport you don't know satamora she's been around since wcw I mean, you're that's literally a, uh, an icon right there in the ring. And Mandy Rose put in some of her best work. Blair Davenport showed you what she's about. Um, and she has been. She has been. If you followed NXT UK, I can't say I was the biggest NXT UK follower. But when she came over, I've seen what she can do. And I, I understand why she's here now, why she's there. So Mandy Rose, number one, <clears throat> is too good and too kind of too smart right she's too she's too smart to take a take a loss in this type of setting in a triple threat match it's just not going to happen um but they did a lot of smart stuff and let me tell you something about miko she did some moves that i really seen um that really really for someone of her caliber i never really seen that coming um, at this point in the game, I didn't think she still had that, and she did, and that was really good. That was like some uplifting wrestling to watch right there because you've seen everybody, all three of those women, you've seen them all put in some of their best work. Maybe not their best work they've ever done or they're going to do, uh, but for Miko, that might have been some of the best work she's done because I'm telling you that she was doing some things in that in that match that really really are good were good for the show but really good for the fans it was a lot of fun i didn't think i really didn't think that mandy rose would clean up that that way like that i didn't really think she would clean up that way i really didn't know if she would clean up that way or how it would go as far as that went um but it worked out for her. It, it went well for her. And and I think going forward, she's going to have a lot of success because it's going to be hard to find somebody else to come and challenge her. But I don't think Blair Davenport's going to go away. She's going to come back around maybe tonight and we'll see how that plays out. But, I, but there's going to be some more controversy around there. The thing about Mandy Rose is she's got toxic attraction to have her back. And uh, that's just that's just a, uh, a blessing for her. So then you have... Another good match. You got the tag team titles, NXT Women's Tag Team Titles, Katana Chance and Kaden Carter versus Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. So you got Katana Chance and Kaden Carter who are really like just now becoming that tag team that we want to see because of Roxanne Perez and Core Jade falling apart so quickly. Because I think what they've seen was a limited ceiling for their tag team and that they would be better as individual players in the business and then they are 
They are. Literally, they are. Roxanne Perez is better by herself. Cora Jade is better by herself. So, they, they you know, Katana Chance of Caden Carter having the belts is smart for NXT. Gives two, you know, younger stars the opportunity to know what it feels like to, to have the belts and defend them. Here they come against Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Um, Dewdrop is really good. She doesn't move that fast. That's her only downfall. And the WWE has a problem with bringing in big people that don't move that well. Just because they're big. It's a problem. Nikki Ash. Uh, she, man, she's got it going on, doesn't she? And, and uh, they're putting in a lot of work. They're putting in a lot of work right now. Um, but But I just feel like this went the right way. This went well. This went really well. And if you don't really follow NXT, I encourage you to because NXT is my favorite of them all. So in this match, Dewdrop did some moves, man, that were just really, really good. Um, and Dewdrop could almost was like basically fighting both of them at one time, fighting Kaden Carter and uh, Katana Chance. But overall... It, it wasn't going to be enough because these two are right now. They're on the right path after the 450 splash reverse neck breaker. That's it. Then we get to the end, right? It feels like it went quick. Braun breaker versus Tyler Bate, And you know, Tyler Bates, well, known, well, known. but Braun breaker just is an animal and when you got a guy like Bron Breaker when you got a guy like Bobby Lashley you just keep feeding them just keep feeding them man just keep feeding them and and watch how you know the results come back they'll be good look at Bobby Lashley last last night on Raw in the steel cage match look at Bron Breaker against Tyler Bate and they went at it um I think the Bron Breaker versus JD McDonough match actually was a little bit more exciting but I feel like this match with Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate man I think that they both have kind of something on each other you know what I mean like Tyler Bate's got a little bit more speed but Braun Breaker's got a little bit more strength type of deal some of those moonsaults and some of those reversals and just so many different moves in their wheelhouses but they're two different athletes they're two different competitors two different animals in there I really liked what I seen from Tyler Bate and I think you know keeping him on NXT is going to be good for the time being but he could you know go further man he could be Smackdown I can see him on Smackdown pretty easily Um, and I can see Braun Breaker eventually getting the bump bump up so we'll see how that all plays out because Braun Breaker is is a dominant champion on NXT I doubt he wants to give that up just to go on a show and be a guy on the backstage. So I feel like Brown Breaker is going to be on NXT a while. Mandy Rose is going to be here a while because they get to be champions. They get to have the limelight. They get to get the big matches. Why are you going to go somewhere where you're going to be in the middle of the show or at the beginning of the show when you want to be the main eventer? You know what I mean? It doesn't make as much sense. So number one, appreciate all these athletes while they're here in the business, but understand that it doesn't last forever 
you know what i mean like the eventually they get bumped up they go to a different thing they do this they go over here that's just the name of the game so appreciate it man enjoy it now for nxt worlds collide let me give you my my rating here because the rating was it was good it was a good show like i didn't i'm not knocking it at all because i really thought that it was damn near a five star premium event right not a pay-per-view it's not a pay-per-view but it's a premium event close to five stars i'm gonna lean on the four star side because it would have just been it there's not enough to give it five stars there's not enough like you need another match or two that have to be good for that to be five stars because because otherwise you're you're kind of in a weird situation with that um so i'm gonna give it four stars it was great i wasn't wowed i wasn't wowed no i wasn't i i just thought it was great so that's my grade for that i hope you enjoyed the shop talk about wwe there you know and we could actually just branch into raw from this like i don't have to take another break on you i could just go right into raw last night which this is where it gets interesting and i kind of gloss over raw you know kind of bring you some of the uh results and stuff but i think the main takeaway from raw last night like the highlights bobby lashley dominant champion dominic mysterio joins the judgment day he's a he is a heel he's, he's gonna be the heel now he's a good wrestler man i mean that's that's Rey mysterio's flesh and blood so i mean obviously that that's gonna carry in the genes to a certain extent you still got to put the work in but he's definitely doing it and, he, and he's definitely good i think that you also have edge back in the mix and then you have braun Strowman, who shows up on raw and just annihilates the hell out of everybody and i'm pretty sure he said something about he's going to show up on smackdown and whoop someone's ass i don't know that's what it sounded like to me it sounded like he was not done he was ready to get on the, the plane and fly down there he's ready for smackdown he wants to make an impact fast because he's been out for so long so he's got to let everybody know i'm back and i'm i'm large and i'm in charge baby but i think the biggest thing raw did last night I'm, raw was five stars last night i'll tell you that right now raw was a five it was a five star raw whenever you get steel cage match at the end of raw so that if that's not a five star episode they did something wrong they did something wrong not gonna say they're perfect because nothing's perfect but i'm gonna say man that was a good raw every time you looked up at the tv it was exciting exhilarating you were you were pushing the pace you were pumped up um i mean you had dominic mysterio lines with the judgment day braun Strowman comes down interrupts the fatal four-way tag team match ends up beating the hell out of everybody okay raquel rodriguez and Aaliyah beat Nikki Ash and Dewdrop who just they're just not winning as a team right now that's the bottom line Nikki Ash and Dewdrop and Raquel Rodriguez is a beast she did some moves man she had a move where she slammed Dewdrop oh man that was bad I felt bad for Dewdrop's back then you had uh Kevin Owens um mocked Austin Theory's chances of uh successfully cashing in and then he defeats Austin Theory. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I just, I thought it was so funny because it was like, um, 
I didn't think that Austin Theory would even want to take the fight. You know what I mean? Like, he's really going to want to go along with that because he's been running around with that money in the bank for so long. But that's the way it goes, folks. That's the way it goes. And, uh, you know, Kevin Owens really put on a show. Might have been the best match of the night was that Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory match. Um, Bianca Belair interrupted damage control. Um, you know, so that you had that going on. She wasn't happy. Damian Priest, he beats up on Rey Mysterio after, you know, we thought Rey Mysterio might come down there and get something done. But, um, no, it was Dominic that really caused that loss, unfortunately. And, you know, they, they're playing that right. Bobby Lashley versus The Miz in that steel cage match. And Bobby Lashley won. Fair and square, in my opinion. And, you know, Dexter Loomis attacks The Miz after the match. I mean, that's, that's what he gets. Trying to cheat. He was trying to cheat to win. So, you know what? Don't feel bad for The Miz one bit. That's the way. That's the name of the game. Dexter Loomis is better than The Miz. Bobby Lash is better than The Miz. There's a lot of people better than The Miz. Um, so you had Raw end up being a really good show, really fun show for everybody. And then we had... Um, UFC UFC and everybody likes some UFC um, but there was only a couple fights I really wanted to talk about 5 star Raw 4 star NXT Worlds Collide 4 star Clash at the Castle so you got my grades you got my reviews, results um, and it's, you're having fun you're listening, you're sitting back, you don't have to do any work you're like, oh this is nice, he's gonna listen to this guy he's gonna tell me what I need to know this is amazing so we had a big UFC event but it was so early because of being in you know overseas that I was like what are you guys doing fighting this early but I mean you know whatever but they like they gotta remember like shit American people were like having our coffee at that time and stuff you know what I mean like oh there's a fight on oh okay you know so end up seeing some good out of that but I think the most important part of UFC last night was just like, like, can we get, or I mean, on Saturday was like, can we get the opportunity to just push that back another hour or two? You know what I'm saying? Can you, like one, two, you know what I'm saying? Jeez, man, guys, got, we got to get our picks up and stuff. You guys are rushing us. No one likes to be rushed. No one wants to be rushed ever. No one ever wants to be rushed. Find somebody who likes being rushed. Everybody says, oh, I don't mind deadline. I'm working on a deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard it all before. Heard it all before. Been around a long time. So you had UFC really, you know, in Paris. It was a lot of fun. Did you really think Cyril Gain was going to lose? I mean, he got knocked down, but you really think he was going to lose? I didn't think he was going to lose. I didn't think so at all. Um, what was the, they had a fight they were building up for versus Michael Figlock. And that ended up going to decision for won decisively. Um, after that though, was Nazareth hack Perez versus John McDessie. That was a fight. Okay. If you didn't see that, that's a, worth a rewatch alone. That those two went at it. Nazareth Hack Press really had to get a win. John McDessie really 
is underrated. And it was just a good scrap. And they went the whole distance, three rounds, 15 minutes. Um, you had Nathaniel Wood versus Charles Jordan. The best fights were a lot of decisions. Nathaniel Wood versus Charles Jordan. And that doesn't happen often. Nathaniel Wood versus Charles Jordan. Um, there's some holes in, in both of their games. But there's more holes in Jordan's game. There's more holes. His cardio was not as good. His cardio was looking pretty bad. Nathaniel Wood just... He can do more as far as taking damage. He can take more damage and 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 move move better after, and that's kind of how it went. And he was touching Charles Jordan a lot more with his strikes. Then you had a really wild fight, kind of a weird <clears throat> a weird fight. I don't know. I felt, I felt it was a weird fight because <clears throat> you had Nazardine and Mivov, the sniper, who is, I mean he hits like a sniper. And then, but versus Joaquin Buckley, and Joaquin Buckley's got that right hand of doom, that hammer of Thor, and he just lay it down, man, and it's over, and you're done. Nothing you can do. And Amivov took a couple of those, but he 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 ate them. So you got to give him credit for toughness. End up winning a decision unanimous, and uh, I don't I don't even know who's seen that coming. Uh, we everybody thought that was not going to make it to the end, but they made it to the end, folks. And that might have been the best fight on the card, to be honest with you. Then you had Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori, where Robert Whitaker just dominated. He dominated three rounds, three five minute rounds, where Robert Whitaker is actually the best at in three five minute rounds. It's hard. It's, you can beat Whitaker in a five round fight, but you're probably not going to beat him in a three round fight ever. So, in three rounds, because he can just manage his gas tank so much better in those three rounds. Inventory just showed that it might be time for a, a weight class move. It might be time. That's what I'm thinking for Vittori. Might be time to move weight classes. Because if you can't get past Whitaker, you're not going to get past the champ. No, you know what I mean? So, that's the way I'm looking at that. But Cyril Gon versus Taito Avasa. You know... Cyril Guy did get knocked down. He did get knocked down. Taito Vasa was faster. He could have he could have cleaned him up, but he just wasn't fast enough to get over there and do it. But um, Cyril Guy, give him credit, man. Number one, he's accurate, accurate, and he kept working the same thing, letting you see the letting you see the jab, coming up with the body kick, letting you see one two. Couple punches coming up with the body kick until Taito Avasa just couldn't barely breathe. Man, he was holding the side, trying to fight, holding the side. That's never good. When you're holding your side in a fight, it's never good. Um, so yeah, Cyril Gain wasn't as dominant, but he he, he won by KO slash TKO. I mean, that's pretty dominant, but he wasn't as dominant as you normally see him. Better than the Nagano fight, much better. And uh, I. Man, it's going to be tough to beat Saragon going forward for anybody. Like, good luck. Good luck. It's going to be tough to beat him. Those were kind of the fights I wanted to gloss over. A little bit of quick hitter for you there on UFC. You know, overall, because I did watch the whole thing um, on ESPN Plus, I have. But I'm going to say, out of five stars, I'm going to get three stars. Couple decisions. Couple fights were a little, little bit of a snoozer. Bore. And then the fights I wanted to be explosive sort of were. So, I mean, that that was good. 
but it was more of a three out of five star rating for that and it's what the grade they're going to get today folks um make sure you go check out badge in the shadows barnes and noble amazon wherever you buy your books lock it in put it on the christmas list if you if you're one of those people uh put it on the wish list if you're one of those people whatever you gotta do make sure you look out for badge in the shadows that's my book written by me preston olson you're gonna love it it's got mystery in it it's got romance in it it's got a lovely thrill ride that's gonna take you all over the place you're gonna be so happy your iq is gonna shoot up 100 points if you read that book and i'll tell you another thing people's attention spans are shrinking fast you know most people they'll tell you right now they don't let they they don't get through a whole podcast they start a book they don't finish it i mean do you want to be like that you want to be a person that doesn't finish stuff start stuff don't finish it don't be that person it's not a good habit find badge in the shadows learn to be a finisher learn to be a closer okay learn to be the real deal pick up badge in the shadows today right now i got a sale going on for the ebook twelve dollars if you can't spend twelve dollars on badge in the shadows what what are you doing and then if you go in the store you're gonna pay more right you get because you're getting the real fucking paperback so you're gonna get more you're gonna pay more you know what i mean that's just the way they have it set up i can't control much of that i can control on online price and get that whittled down and stuff for people that want to put it in the pdf i believe in reading the book itself but if you like ebooks i mean there you go if you like audiobook the audiobook is going to come out it's just going to take a little bit longer that's all but the audiobook is still in progress for badge in the shadows so do not worry um as far as what i got coming up for you make sure you stay tuned on instagram instagram.com slash heavy p815 at heavy p815 just look me up and follow me on there because that's where i'm the most active that's where i put up my reels for wrestling for reaction videos for sports and for just other cool stuff that you don't may not know i do um so go on there and check that out you're really gonna appreciate that and i appreciate you listening today god bless you uh if you don't have grace may you find it in the name of the father son the holy spirit jesus name amen i'm out